All right, this is our Thanksgiving service that we annually have the first Sunday after Thanksgiving. So you will have an opportunity in a little bit if you want to publicly give thanks. So you should be thinking about what you might want to give thanks for uh, publicly. But we are going to look in the Word briefly. Uh, Turn to Colossians chapter 1. And my sermon is on thankfulness this morning. And they've done research, obviously, on all sorts of different things. But one of the things they've actually done research on is being thankful. And what do you think research has shown about the effect of being thankful that it has on people? You think it's a positive or a negative? Positive, Positive, right? So there was an article on Harvard's website, and they did a study where they had three different groups of people. And one group... Uh, had to write about things they, w- they were thankful for. for. It was like a 10-week study. The second group wrote about things every day that irritated them. <laughs> the second group, uh, I think, had a lot more things. No, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the third group just could write about whatever affected them, whether it was positive or negative. After those 10 weeks, those who wrote about the gratitude were more optimistic and felt better about their lives. Surprisingly, They also exercised more and had fewer visits to the doctor. Isn't that interesting? Another another, um, report on Harvard's website doing a different study. They um, studied about a little more than 400 people. And they were having them do basically different memories from childhood. Well, one assignment was to go back and think of someone that probably had done something pretty big in your life for you that you probably maybe hadn't properly thanked, and then to write them a letter thanking them for their impact on your life. And they found that of all the different subjects they had people write on, like this particular subject, like people's happiness, like shot out of the roof uh, as much as you can uh, follow that, and it lasted, the effects of them writing that letter lasted over a month in their demeanor just from writing the letter. Which I will continue to say, the best health guide out there is the Bible. Like, in all all respects. Now, when we think of the word thankfulness, a lot of times we can talk about thankfulness, we can talk about thanks, giving thanks. Uh, We also can talk about gratitude, which falls into that category, Um, gratefulness, and really... About half of our words, or maybe even a little bit more, come from the Latin language. So any time someone tells you um, Latin is a dead language, which my kids sometimes do when they're studying it, um, but if anyone tells you that, it's very much alive and well, because there's a number of what we call romance languages. Not because they have anything to do with romance, but because they had everything to do with the Romans. Okay, so when we talk about the Romance languages, it's the languages that we have that the, from the Romans. What did they speak? Latin. So all sorts of different Romance languages, French, Portuguese, Spanish, Romanian. Uh, amazingly, uh, English is not considered a Romance language, but we're kind of a hodgepodge of everything. Uh, but one of the things that we have a whole lot of, we do have a whole lot of influence from the Latin language. So if you were to open your Bible. You guys are in Colossians 1, but if you were to open it in what is called the Latin Vulgate, or just the Latin Bible, 
Um, you would see in verse 3 where it says we always thank God, we'd have the word uh, gratias, which is where we get what Spanish word do you think? Well, gracias, right? So you can see it with the Romance languages, you can see the words follow over a lot more clearly, but we get words in English like grace, gratitude, gratefulness. So uh, when we're talking about grace, I want us to notice something in this passage here. So if you guys are open to the book of Colossians in chapter 1, we're going to start in verse 3. Here's what I want you to do as we're reading this. I want you to see in your versions how many sentences there are from the time I start reading to the time I stop reading. Got it? Is that an easy assignment for y'all? Okay. As long as you can read, you can accomplish this. Here we go. You're looking for how many sentences there are in your version. Remember, semicolons aren't periods. Okay? You're going to see some semicolons. Those aren't periods. So it's still part of the sentence. Here we go. Verse 3, Colossians 1. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which has come to you as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. All right, how many sentences? Three for some, two for others, and one for others, okay? So we've got three, four, five, six, seven, eight verses. We've covered a total of six verses, three through eight is six verses, and we have anywhere from just one, two, or three sentences. That's a whole lot of stuff that Paul packs in there. But what I want, even though we've looked at this from some different angles the last few weeks, really what you could say is Paul is expressing in his opening remarks one long list of things that he's thankful for. Like these are his opening remarks, if you will. And what is he, what, how does he start? With listing a whole bunch of things that he's thankful for. Here's the thing when we talk about thankfulness. You always have to ask yourself, thankful to whom? Thankful to whom? So a lot of times people will talk like, oh, I'm thankful for my job, I'm thankful for my kids, I'm thankful for my house. Those are, that's great. But the question is, like, who are you thankful to? When we talk about, sometimes that word can almost sound like passive, like I'm in a state of being thankful. Well, that's good. But when you give thanks, just like Paul says back in verse 3, we always thank God. Some versions say we give thanks to God. Well, you're, you're doing something that's really more of an active word. You're doing something about the thanks that you have. You're giving thanks to someone. So thanks is always given to someone. So we always want to ask, who are you thanking? So when you're thankful for your job, well, to whom are you thankful for the job for? I mean, it might be your boss. It might be your company. I mean, ultimately, the Lord, right? Every blessing we have comes from him right? So just remember that when you are talking to people about the different things that you are thankful for, you, you should include at times for sure the one you are thankful to. And sometimes it might be your friends. Sometimes it might be your family. It might be your neighbor. Uh, we ran out of, of, of sugar. We were hosting Thanksgiving. And we ran out of sugar. 
So what, did, what do you do when you run out of sugar? You go across the street and you ask your neighbor for it, right? So I was thankful to our neighbor for helping us out in a pinch. So thankful to whom? Well, here Paul says, we all, he, he says it, we always thank who? God. God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Then we get the list of the different people and things that he's thankful for. So obviously, yes, he's thankful for the Colossians. Look at verse 3 at the very end. When we pray for you, so we always thank God for you. So he's thankful for the Colossians, but notice what else he lists. He's thankful for them, but then we find out what exactly he's thankful for in regards to them. So he's thankful for their faith. Look at verse 3. He says, since we heard of your faith. He's thankful for the work that God was doing in them. The gospel had come to them. They responded. They got saved. Paul's thankful for their salvation. He's also thankful for their love. Look again at verse 3. And of the love that you have for all the saints. Now is that all? No, he's thankful for other things as well. Look at verse 5. He's thankful for the hope the gospel gives. It says in verse 5, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So they, they've been given a, a hope from God himself, and we get this picture of it being laid up for them in heaven. So he's thankful for the hope of the gospel and what it gives. He's thankful for the word itself. Verse 5 again, of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. So he's thankful for the word. He's thankful for the gospel. What is the gospel? I mean, it is the good news of Jesus Christ, that God the Father sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. Why did he send him to do that? Was that an accident? No. It was very much intentional. He sent his son on a rescue mission for us. God saw us in our sins, and he saw that we needed rescuing. He saw that we were very much right on our way to hell, and God wanted to save a people for his own. So he sends his son Jesus to take our sins upon him. So Jesus pays the penalty. He takes your sin and your sin and your sin, and he takes it upon himself. Why? So that your sins can be paid for. There is a penalty for sin. What's the penalty? It's death, the Bible says, right? It's not just a physical death. It's a spiritual death. It's an eternity separated from God. So God, he doesn't want that. So he sends his son Jesus so that the way back to the Father can be open for us and we can have redemption by the blood of Jesus. How do we get that? Well, the Bible says we get that through trusting in the finished work of Jesus. If we trust in what I just said, not just like intellectually believe it, but if we truly trust that God sent his son for us and that we need a payment for our sins, like what we've done is truly deserving of death, not just physical death, but a spiritual death, an eternal separation from God, realizing, wow, I have sinned against the holy God, and I deserve a serious punishment. And then we're like, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Please take my place on the cross. You did. Thank you. So trusting in him, turning away from our sins, recognizing that, hey, we have sinned, and then we repent of it. The idea is you don't trust in Jesus and you just keep doing your own thing. Like acknowledging that God is number one in your life impacts how you live. Okay, So you get saved, but that salvation 
shows itself as it works its way out in the rest of your life. A saved person will actually look like they're saved. How will that look? In their actions, their thoughts, their demeanor, their way of life, how they handle everything and anything. So Paul's thankful for the Word. He's also thankful for what the Word has accomplished. Look again at verse 6. What's the Word doing? It is bearing fruit and increasing. Bearing fruit and increasing. Paul's thankful for that. And he's thankful also for how the Word is working in the Colossians. Look what it says at the end of verse 6. So it's bearing fruit and increasing, but notice what he says. As it does also among you. So they got saved, right? But Paul's also thankful that they not only got saved, but that the Word is still working in them. And it's bearing fruit. And then he's also thankful for their leader, Epaphras. Verse 7, you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. So Paul was thankful. This isn't something that he just tacks on at the end of the letter, right? It's something that he puts at the beginning. It was important. He wants them to see it at the get-go, and he begins the letter with thanksgiving. Do you want to be thankful? You want to be thankful? Well, it's really simple. Act like it. All right? Like if someone came to you and said, um, I, I just want to be a nice person. And then said, so I'll just wait until I feel nice before I start being nice. Now, what would you, what would you say to that person? No, start acting nice. If you want to be nice, start acting nice, whether you feel like it or not. Why? Because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes action precedes feeling. Sometimes action precedes feelings. If you're married, sometimes you might not feel like doing certain things for your spouse, but you do them. Why? Because you made a covenant commitment to them. Because you love them. You might not feel right then like you love them, but you do love them. And what does love do? It acts in love. So sometimes action precedes feeling. And what is it about being thankful that gives us a proper perspective? Well, it puts us in a position of realizing that what we have does not come from ourselves. What we have does not come from ourselves. So we have been given things by our Heavenly Father. We've been blessed with many, many, many things. And we're going to hear about some of them shortly. But we've been blessed by things by our Heavenly Father. And we acknowledge it by thanking Him. So we've been blessed by others, and we acknowledge it by thanking them. Here's the thing. If you dwell on the negative... What ends up happening? It like ends up making a little home in your heart. And, and what spreads? Negativity. But if you dwell on the positive, the same is true. It ends up making a little home in your heart. And it spreads, right? Out of the overflow of the heart, what? The mouth speaks. So later in Colossians, just turn a couple chapters, we're going to learn about some of these different things. Uh, Justice read a verse uh, from Colossians 3 as well, talking about being thankful. But in verse 2 of Colossians 3, it says, Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. 
Again, said a different way, dwell on the good things that God has done for you. Set your, set your heart on things above, right? If you're setting your heart on things above, like you're seeing God for who he truly is, but you're also seeing how his blessings have flowed to you over and over and over and over again. The blessings flow. Philippians 4, turn there as well. Verse 8, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Again, dwelling on the positive, dwelling on God's goodness to us and the things that he has blessed us with, dwelling on God himself. Here's your homework for today. You guys ready for your homework? Okay. I know some you, you students, you're like, I'm on Thanksgiving break. Okay, well, it's over. <laughs> I want you to thank three people today. Three people. You can text them. You can email them. You can tell them in person. It could be for a variety of things. It could be something super deep. It could be something super light. But something that they've done or how they've encouraged you, their lifestyle, how it encourages you to keep pressing on, two of them have to be outside your immediate family. All right? So three people. You can text, email, or talk to them in person. Or you can give them a ring. You, can, you guys commit to doing that? Yeah? Yeah? All right. Let's pray. Father... We thank you that we have so many things to be thankful for. And we pray, Lord, as different people come up and share, we'd uh, rejoice at the different ways that you have blessed people and the different ways that uh, so many things we have to be thankful for, God. We thank you for yourself. We thank you for your son. It's in him that we have life. Lord, continue to bless our service as we go on now. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, here's what we're going to do this year. Yep, this year. We have a microphone. You guys see the microphone? Yes. Got a stand? You see the stand? Yep. So if you got notes, okay, hopefully only one page. Um, <clears throat> but what I want to do is, here's what normally happens is like people, it takes forever, and this is like, it feels like um, molasses in a marathon in winter, okay? <laughs> uh, it's just very slow. Because people, it takes time for people to walk up and go back to their seat. So this front row, oh, wow, it's, it's nicely open for us. <clears throat> so if you want to share, then just come grab a seat. And I'd like to see at least two or three people sitting in this little row. And then when it's your turn, you can come up, all right? That way it cuts down on the back and forth and waiting, all right? The waiting, that's not fun. <laughs> and it eats up time. And we don't get to hear from as many people, Okay. So I need three people, no, let's say four, who are going to volunteer to start us off that we can fill these seats. And then as, as the, the numbers lessen, you can just make your way over to the front row. You guys going to help me out with this? Yeah. Come on. Come well, look at that. <clears throat> Pastor Justice leading the way. Jen's coming up. I need two more people. 
All right, one more person. All right, thank you. There we go. So as those numbers start to dwindle, and you're like, okay, I'm going to go. Take a spot over here. (laughs) All right, come on up. I didn't intend to go first, but. So I think I know most everyone in here, but in case not, my name is Justice. And I, I was telling my family on Thanksgiving, because uh, we got to go visit them in, in Texas, which I'm very thankful for, that I could go on for like an hour listing all the things. So Mike said one page. I have one page. Um, so I specifically just wanted to give thanks to God in three different areas this morning. First, I want to publicly thank him for saving me. Um, I was re- reflecting quietly the last week or so on just how blessed I am that God chose me. He predestined me, as I was reading in Ephesians earlier, um, to be adopted as his son and brought into his family. He opened my eyes and he turned me from darkness to light, and Jesus paid for my sins. He took my punishment upon himself. The solution for, like, my sin and the problems in my life, they can't be found inside of me, right? They can't be found inside of us. It's found in Jesus. I can't take credit for anything that he's done in me. And because he chose me, and he redeemed me, and he made me a new creation, I am able to see all of the many ways that he works his wonders in my life and around the world. And that's what I was reflecting on this week. Everywhere I look, I see creation screaming of his glory. Everywhere I look, I see his hand of providence working in my life and in the lives of his beloved children. And so I'm thankful for that first. Um, Secondly, I wanted to publicly thank God for putting me in this church. Um, He put me here as a youth and has used many of you sitting in in these chairs uh, today to disciple me and lead me to know him better. God drew me uh, to serve him here at Liberty as a deacon for five years, and I think I'm coming up now on seven years as a pastor. And I'm thankful for that. I'm, I'm thankful that I get to serve alongside someone who has been uh, not only a discipler of mine, but one of my best friends for a long time, and Pastor Mike. And all of that has just been a giant act of kindness from God. And so I'm thankful for that. And his, his kindness especially, I'm thankful for the, the past couple of years since COVID, as he has held us together as a church and caused us to grow together um, We're a bunch of imperfect people, but I am so thankful that God has placed me in this body of believers. I can't imagine a more loving, faithful, or Christ-like church, a church that loves God and loves his word like you do. And so I thank God for y'all every day. I'm very thankful. And lastly, I want to publicly thank God for his loving kindness in giving me Laura as my wife. Um, It amazes me. More and more each day and week and year that goes by that um, I somehow have her and love her more and am blessed more by her each day. God knew that I needed a lot of help, like a lot of help, 
in life, and Laura has been that perfect help for me for the last 10 plus years that we have been married. In every area that I have been weak, she has been strong, and she has been gifted in just the right way. Her love and her respect for me has helped me to stand through the hardest times, and I would not be able to pastor like I do, lead like I do, or do much of anything, honestly, without her. And um, I'll let her share more about this in a minute. But I'm thankful for God's faithfulness in her life this year and her desire to be 100% obedient to God and trust him fully, fully regardless of the situation or circumstance. But I'll, I'll leave that for her. Um, God is good, church, all the time, all the time. And I just want to say thank you, God, for your faithfulness. short. I have no notes. I have no family here either. Many of them are not feeling well. Um, But I'm thankful uh, for two things specifically. Uh, One is a husband who seeks God. That just makes all the difference. And the other is it has been um, very interesting. We have been uh, praying as a family for God to focus us. You know, we have some teenage boys. We have little Sam, and it gets chaotic and I want to make sure that we don't lose uh, focus on what we're supposed to be doing and that there's a tug of war with teenagers is typical. And God has really, in our travels and in the different uh, things that we do, he has given us a focus. So when we say to the boys, this is what needs to be done, they go, okay. And we all have this picture of, you know, what God is doing, not necessarily where he's taking us or, you know, what the road looks like, but we are following God as a family. That is just huge, huge to me, and I am so thankful for it. So I also don't have any notes, um, but overall I'm thankful to God that his plans are better than ours. We moved here a little bit over a year ago, and almost every step of that was not what we expected. The job changes, the move itself, the house sale, the house purchase, Um, the church we ended up at, none of it was what we thought. So it was a great reminder for us to not rest on our own understanding, but on the Lord. Um, The other main thing I'm thankful for is my wife and both of our families. It's very rare, I think, for um, both sides of a couple to genuinely love their parent-in-laws and sibling-in-laws, and the Lord really has blessed us in that. Um, And then as well for for our boys. He gave us two boys that... um, reflect the toughest parts of me in almost all ways so it's been a great lesson in humility and um all those i'm just thankful that the lord works through us as he knows we need and not how we think we need well all i can say is that the lord wants us to hear this verse today because when i was thinking about what i was thankful for This is where he drove me to uh, read, and it's what Mike chose to talk about today. So in Colossians 1, verse 3, it says, We always thank God for the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So I focused on that, and I thought about this church 
And I thought about not only what this church has done for me, because over the years, this church has prayed for me. You've prayed for my family. You've come out to my community, and you've worked hard on landscaping and uh, Christmas caroling. And for me personally, you were there when I went through my cancer. You were there when I was hospitalized for COVID. You were there. You gave me a, a dog. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> a dog that is just the most precious thing in the world and keeps me company and, and keeps me laughing and keeps me moving. And through all of this, I am not only thankful for what you've done, the service, the gifts, the uh, sacrifices that you've made, I am thankful that I get to see God glorified through you. And that is amazing. That makes me so thankful that God has put me in this body of believers, people who really live out what the scriptures say. You don't find that everywhere. And I am just most thankful that I have found it, and um, I'm thankful for all, each and every one of you. So, when I read this verse, this is how I read it. I always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when I pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Thank you. Sorry, it's just easier. All right, I do have some notes. Um, my husband has been encouraging me to share this for a long time, and so here I am. Uh, even though, even yesterday and this week and this morning, I was like, I can do it another time. Here I am. So this is all glory to the Lord, and if you would like any more extra information about my story, feel free to ask, because I have been trying to share it more and glorify God more with that. All right, so generally, oh, my name's Laura, for anyone who doesn't know, I am Justice's wife. Oh, so nice. Hello, everyone. Um, generally, I come up here and thank God for a myriad of beautiful gifts that he's given me. Um, I try to make it a point to come up here every year just because I want to practice being thankful, as Pastor Bond talked about. Um, but today I want to give praise and thanks to the Lord um, for his gift of healing, um, both physically and spiritually in my life. Many of you know I've been suffering um, or have been um, suffering from stomach-related issues for many years now. It actually began in January of 2011 when I was in college, so this is, we're going on 12 years um, I didn't know what the issues were and technically still don't, um, but throughout the years, I underwent diagnostic tests and screenings, special diets, food restrictions, took an incredible amount of supplements and medications. Um, it was incredibly frustrating to be attempting to fix something for so long um, and to not ever have an answer. Uh, maybe you know what that's like, um, to be asking God and working in all your own power to try to find solutions to an issue, physical, mental, spiritual, etc., and just to be left with what seems to be an unclear answer from the Lord. However, after all these years, um, I can now see why he's orchestrated all of these years of suffering for me. Um, one, he did it to bring me to the end of myself so that I might recognize that he's my ultimate healer. 
And number two, to bring my attention to spiritual weaknesses in my life that he desired for me to surrender to him as well. I grew up a fairly fearless person. Um, I don't remember being scared of anything in my upbringing. However, close to the same time as my stomach issues began, fear started creeping into my life in a way that seemed harmless or at least minuscule at that time. Throughout the past 12 years, I've become a very fearful person, um, but I've pushed it aside as something that everybody goes through, everybody deals with, and didn't take it very seriously. I made excuses for myself, and I let fear become a part of myself that I was okay with, um, but God was not. In January of this year, um, I had a nightmare that I believe was God-given. Um, in the dream, I experienced every fear um, that I have dealt with the past 12 years. It was all in that nightmare. Um, and I woke terrified and told justice. And this was the first of its type of kind. Um, and he told me that God was graciously telling me that I really needed to begin dealing with the fear and not thinking of it as something, um, you know, subtle or not serious, that I actually needed to begin dealing with it um, by letting God peel away the layers of this spiritual weakness in my life. So this past year, I've been doing just that. I've been reading the Bible profusely. I actually read it in four months, January through um, April this year, because I was like, okay, God, like if I'm going to give you everything, I'm going to read it for hours each day. Um, I read books on fear by Christian writers, memorized scripture, putting them on note cards and quoting them and um, flipping them over every day, almost like I did in Bible quizzing years ago. I asked for prayer from friends and family, was more open about sharing my struggles with others as well. So my spiritual life has changed drastically over this past year, um, and I do feel like a new person. In fact, my physical life has changed as well, and this is really what it comes down to. So I went to bed crying one night in early October, um, and it was one of those nights where I was just, I was about to fall asleep. It was probably like 10, 15 or something, and the audiobook had finished, you know, and I was going to sleep. And then I, I just suddenly realized that I had hardly suffered any stomach issues the past three months in August, September, uh, really July, August, and September. And I just started bawling and thanking God for how good he is and that he is healing me. And I, I, just, I just was crying so loud, and I was like, do I leave and wake the dogs up and then get Justice up, or do I just cry loud here, you know, or whatever? And Justice gets up, and he's like, what's going on? And I'm like, it's okay, actually. Like, I'm crying because I'm happy. Um, but, I, like, I couldn't stop. I was just bawling for, like, ten minutes, just thanking the Lord for his goodness. And I don't remember the last time I did that. And so it was very freeing. It was very, um, it was very beautiful, a time for me to just thank the Lord over and over again for what he's doing in my life. Um, and I want to say that I recognize in general, that not all physical weaknesses or manifestations or manifests of spiritual struggles. Like, our bodies are broken, our world is broken, and so our bodies are going to suffer through that. And I'm not saying that, you know, it, you know, your physical struggles are only because you have spiritual struggles, but that's my story. Like, that's what the Lord has revealed to me, that I was dealing with fear, and I was stuffing it down, and I was saying, this is okay. It was almost like my pet sin, and I'm not sure that I recognized that until this year. Um, that God did not want me to live in fear, that that's not the life he has for me, that I need to live in freedom, and I need to risk for him um, and be brave and courageous despite those things instead of just saying, oh, this is who I am. Um, I just don't think until this year I recognized how deep, deeply seated that sin of fear was in my life. Um, and God used my physical struggles um, to bring that about, and then he also um, is helping me recognize that um, he gives favor to those who trust every, him with everything. Um, 
And so I have like two more sentences and then I'm done, I promise. But uh, <laughs> so this is my personal testimony. It's another part of my testimony, and which is really exciting that I get to share with others. Um, I completely believe that God is healing my physical weaknesses um, as I trust him with my spiritual ones. And I recognize that those are more important to him, that I deal with my spiritual struggles um, because I'm only suffering physically for so long, and then I'm in heaven, and I really need to deal with those. So I feel his favor upon me this year, especially in the last couple of months, as I finally release a part of me that has felt normal, um, but that God has always wanted to free me from, and so he always knows what's best. So glory to God for making me uh, see things differently through a different perspective and for healing me uh, both physically and spiritually. So thank you, Lord, and thank you, um, everyone, for listening. First and foremost, I just want to say ditto to everything she just said. <laughs> but that's not what I was going to share about today. <laughs> um, I, God has been teaching me um, throughout the past year, I want to say, that everything happens for a purpose. Even the things that don't seem to make any sense. Even the little things, you know. Um, it's even brought me to a place like um, where I'll just I'll just see that the the crazy like the smallest craziest things that you wouldn't think anything of, and I'll be like, you know. So like I was in the Target parking lot the other day, and I was leaving the parking lot, and I was trying to like fumble around to get my food because I was hungry. And, like, as I did that, the steering wheel steered over to the left a little bit. And so when I came to the end of the aisle, I was blocking the entire aisle, and the car that was coming couldn't turn it. And I saw the person go. And I was like, I guess God didn't want you turning down this aisle. <laughs> and I wasn't being prideful. I was just like, that's happened to me before. And I'm like, I guess God didn't want me turning there. But it's just like, what he's been teaching me is that everything happens for a reason, even things that don't make sense. And so, like this morning, I have the perfect quintessential example of this. Um, we were getting ready to come to church. We were on schedule to be somewhat on time. And I put my purse on, and I'm like, oh, you know, it feels kind of light. I'm like, oh, that's because Ethan has my phone. Oh, well. So then we all leave, Ethan locks the door behind us, we go to get in the van, and I don't have my keys. So we're like, oh, well, we'll just go in through the garage. Well, being the vigilant people that we are, we always lock our inner garage door for extra security. <laughs> On top of that, we always habitually lock the door after we bring the dog in from outside, so guess what? None of the doors were unlocked. So I'm really, really, really thankful for my son, Logan, who came and bailed us out of that situation. While we're waiting for Logan to come, Ethan finds one of Mike's tools in the garage, and he decides he's going to pick the garage door lock. <coughs> he spends the next 10 minutes messing around with the lock. Then Logan pulls into the driveway, and Ethan's like, I got it. Just kidding. So then we walk inside after Logan unlocks the door, and Ethan's like, so um, what did we learn? And so I just, throughout the entire um, situation, I was like, 
thankful for my children's humor that they were having such a great time trying to unlock the garage door. And I was, it was, for me, just another lesson that God lets everything happen for a reason. I'm like, I guess God didn't want me to be on time to church today. I don't know, you know. God could have reminded me that I didn't have my keys in my purse. And you know what? He's done that many a time. And he did not do it this morning. So, and just, I just want for the record, this is the first time I've ever locked myself out of my house. I just <laughs> want that on the record. But, um, so I'm just incredibly thankful for, um, God showing me his purposes and everything in my life and that it's it's really enabled me to calm down and go with the flow and just not let fear take over, let worry take over. It's I've gotten more in the habit of just lifting every single situation up to God. Oh God, this isn't going the way I think it should, you know. Obviously, you have a different plan no matter how big or how small the situation is. You know, my life is not my own. I'm here to serve him. So what does he want? Um, I'm also incredibly thankful for my family. And I feel like the older I get and the more I live this journey called life, the more thankful I become for my family and my children, my husband. Um, just I have a husband who works hard who puts his heart, mind, and soul into his family and into his church. I have children who just, I love everything about them, their senses of humor, their willingness to love each other and serve each other and play with each other. And I am just really thankful for my family. Um, I used to be the type of person who wanted to go out and do everything, okay? I wanted to go hiking in Utah and go see this state and go see that state. And I wanted to go all over St. Louis and see all the things and do all the things. And guess what, people? Guess what kind of family God gave me? <laughs> the type of family that likes to be at home. <laughs> well, um, many of you know my issues with my, my back pain and my other pain um, after my injury. I couldn't really go out and do anything anymore like I wanted. And it's been about almost 10 years now since that happened. And I feel like God has shown me just how to truly be happy at home. And I don't actually want to go out and do those things as much as I did. And I'm happy to be at home now. And he's just really showing me the value and the richness and goodness of being at home. So... My name is Dan Warner. <coughs> just came uh, from Illinois in like April, and uh, just want to thank God for my wife because if it wasn't for her, I would just be in Illinois in this in the same job I was um, years ago. And she's the life of the party. Whenever we go somewhere without her, uh, it's not as fun. So just thank God for her. Um, and I thank God for this creation, you know, that he had put us in to move us out here. Um, we had basically decided we want to move out of Illinois and started looking on uh, Indeed and all that kind of stuff, and nothing was working out. So I started calling some friends that had 
gone into other jobs, and then all of a sudden, uh, last uh, last summer, or no, yeah, the summer before this last summer, um, I was looking at two offers, and one offer I was working on since I started talking with him, and the other guy hadn't called me back for a while, and just about finished with that offer, and he was the other guy called me back two weeks before I was ready to finish that offer. And he said, come on out, see the place, see what you think about this job. Um, so I did that and uh, asked Michelle, well, which place do you want to go? You want to go to Atlanta or St. Louis? And she's like, oh, we're going to go to St. Louis. So, <laughs> And it was a better job too, better pay and everything like that. And then uh, got the job, started working, came out, she came out for uh, two weeks, actually I think it was just two weeks, but we were looking at homes, and we looked at like five one day, five the next day, um, she said in the last home we were at, well this is the home that we, we want to go, and the realtor's like, okay, which, which one do you want, why are we coming here, but we looked at, we're like, oh this one right here, uh, and that was in Wentzville, and Wentzville is not where I wanted to live. <laughs> It's like 40 minutes from work, and uh, and uh, that's the one that she wanted to put an offer on. So we did that right away. The realtor's like, we're going to put a um, stipulation on there that they have to make a decision in five days or like three days. They came back and said, we need more than three days. We'll give them one more day. <coughs> and our house wasn't even for sale yet. So um, we gave them our offer. They accepted it. I didn't think they would. Uh, and then all of a sudden we're like, okay, we need to contact the realtor and get our house for sale. And so we did that over the weekend. This was like Thursday. Talked to the realtor, had our house on the market by Monday. And then Wednesday we got an offer on our house. So, <laughs> so God is good in those things. And then um, started looking at churches. Found a couple of places that looked like we would like to go to, and on our closing, we had gone to um, a realtor was a realtor right next door, and I, I noticed recognized the church, and I was like, wow, even the church that we were thinking of coming at is is right here by the realtor, um, and he said that's a weird church. <laughs> They're trying to sell their building and not sell their building. I don't know anything about that. I don't know if any of that's true or what, but. Uh, so we started looking at other churches too. And then Michelle's like, well, you know, we need to check that one out too. And first time I was here were five people in there. And I got to name church. <laughs> so anyways, thank you. Good morning. My name's David, for those that don't know me. Um, first of all, I am so very, very thankful for salvation. Um, I was reading 1 Peter um, 1, 2, uh, where it says, and I, I kind of uh, took it like Lorene did, where to put it in my perspective, I have been chosen according to the Father's foreknowledge, he loved me intimately before time, 
through sanctification of his spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and sprinkling of his blood because of his work, grace and peace are mine in abundance. And I'm so thankful for his salvation. Um, my story uh, that I'm thankful for is I'm here today. My mom did not abort me when she was 15 years old. Praise God for that. I can see him working in so many ways. I was saved, and an addiction was taken from me completely. Um, wouldn't have been able to do it. So thankful for that. Then the Lord gives me a incredible wife. Um, she is a blessing beyond belief. And for those of you that are single, um, I can say this. I was single for a long time, and the Lord impressed upon me, get busy. <laughs> when I got busy for him is when he brought me a helpmate. So do the same. Uh, she is awesome. Um, she takes care of our kids so well. Um, I love her so much. I'm thankful for uh, my mom, my dad, who's in heaven, um, for the legacy that they gave um, me, uh, leading me to uh, the gospel. I'm thankful for my in-laws who um, love me for some reason. Uh, so much, so thankful for them. I'm thankful for my children that I see God working in. Um, it might be little bits, and it might be a little bit more for others, but, man, I'm thankful for the work that he's done. A, a daughter that um, uh, sincerely loves him, uh, our God, and, um, and a uh, new son-in-law that I'm uh, quite blessed to have. Some of you are jealous because I get free work. Um, <laughs> when Jasmine lets him, um, um, I, but I, I just thank the Lord for all the blessings that he's bestowed on me this past year. Um, all the folks that come here um, and do work and beautify this building and do repairs, man, I thank you a lot. It, it's wonderful. Um, the... Uh, Regulars that I have in Sunday morning, I, I'm blessed to be able to teach in Sunday morning class, and I'm so thankful for the regulars that come and put up with me, uh, especially. But um, it really keeps me in God's word, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, the men's prayer, I'm so thankful that we come together as men and share in the joys of answered prayer, and there's countless answered prayers and, um, and able to lift up the rest of this body. So I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for my elders who love the Lord and preach the word. Thank you. And, and finally, I'm thankful for this church. Um, and as uh, the Lord says, I thank God always for you, brethren, church as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. I've been seeing your faith grow, um, and it has been a blessing. And the love of every one of you abounds towards each other. Thank you.
How are you? Yeah, nobody else here knows us, but I know Laura a little bit. Um, my name is Chris Clevenger, and we're just visiting today. But um, I'm so thankful for a lot of things that God has done in our lives. And I, I want to attest that for sure you can trust him in everything that happens, even the things that are so painful and make no sense, and sometimes even more of those things. Um, we have a pile of kids, several of them are adopted, and a few years ago, a few of them, you know, a couple of them we had had since they were little, became young adults and moved out, and one of them we had just gotten as a teen, but like they just, they just went south big time, and it just absolutely broke us. And it was, you know, you think as a parent, obviously it's God's will that they do well, that they make good choices, and, but, you know, something God has used this so much in our lives. And I would love to say that, oh, they've turned around and it's all so much better. Well, it's not. I'm still really hurt and confused. And, you know, we invested years in some of the, in two of them and only a few in the other, but still it was just so confusing and painful. The beauty in it, though, is that a few years ago, Tom and I were people, you know, we were going to church, you would have known us and known we were solid biblical Christians and I was teaching and we were, you know, we were great. But today, our prayer lives, our time in the word, our pet sins, are <laughs> we have a very different, I mean, I think we were, in my perspective now, looking back, I think we were normal American Christians, like so those like solid Christians in your church that you look up to and respect, but just really mediocre American Christians. And um, we're not now, not because of us, because he had to completely break us <laughs> and make us go, look. And it's just, it's just so different to really be completely sold out to him. And I was as a teenager, I came from a situation where like the kids we adopted and I came out and, but I just, I got married and life got, good and more normal, and I think I just settled into a groove that was just very normal around in our churches, and I'm just so grateful for, for him to rescue us from that, and that we really are living, walking closely to him, and that doesn't solve everything and make everything great every day, but I've begun to taste what it really is, that my delight is in him and not in anything else, and as soon as I see something else that's like, and I'm looking forward to that, and not as much that time with him. It's like, thanks, God, because it's the difference is everything. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. Glad to be with other believers. It's fun to see you again, Laura. That was encouraging from everyone sharing, right? That was good. Um, Justice and Laura, are we, we got a song at the end? Come on up. <laughs> um, as they're getting ready, um, I'll just share briefly a couple things I'm thankful for. Uh, this past, uh, week, it was a little bit slower because of the holiday, so I was able to get stuff done on my house that I felt like had been on, on, my list of things to do for like years and years. So I was thankful for the warmer weather. And a couple days I was like, I, and those, it was two really long days and I was kind of complaining a little bit. And then the Lord just kind of changed my perspective. And he's like, you need to be thankful that you just even have the ability 
to be working on your house for seven or eight hours, even though you're tired, you're doing stuff that uh, one day you probably won't be able to do. And that thought occurred to me as I was, I was um, up on my roof, and I'm like, someday it's probably not going to be very wise, it's probably not very wise for me to be up there now. But <laughs> someday it's really not going to be wise for me to be standing up on my roof because I'm going to be older and, and, and frailer and <clears throat> so I was just thankful, and then I was even reflecting how our church got to bless Lorraine this past year uh, with a new deck and staining it. We got to b- bless the Bensons with doing some work out there, you know, and like God has, I mean, he gives spiritual gifts, but sometimes he just gives like a natural ability to do things where we can serve our brothers and sisters in Christ and bless them when sometimes they just either need extra helping hands or maybe they're just not in a position um, to be able to do that. I'm super thankful um, for my two oldest boys helping me um, both those days, especially Logan, who it was his Thanksgiving break. And both those days, without complaining, him and and Job as well um, were out there anytime I needed them. But Logan especially put in some seriously long hours, um, and I was just super blessed that he did that and helped. I just wouldn't have been able to get near as much as I did done. I'm also blessed with an amazing wife who um, is there and encourages me. And <clears throat> um, even though I'm, I'm much more introverted, um, she can still read between the lines sometimes and knows where I'm at. And that just is a huge blessing to me um, to know that my wife loves me and cares for me. So I am, I am just blessed um, by my wife that um, seeks the Lord and loves him. And then um, finally, uh, two more things. I'm blessed with an amazing co-pastor, I'm super thankful that when Justice was much younger, um, even though I gave him some tough words at times, I'm very thankful that um, he was, uh, whatever word you want to use, man enough, wise enough, walking with the Lord enough to receive those words and not run like some people do. Because if he would have run, this church wouldn't be what it is today. We wouldn't have Justice with us. So, I'm thankful that he stuck it, uh, stuck it out. He stuck me out uh, and stuck with me. I'm very blessed to have him. It's, it's a privilege to have him, uh, known him for, I don't know, 22 years or something. And I'm thankful for those hard words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thankful for my deacons that um, do an amazing, amazing, amazing job. They not just are concerned about the nuts and bolts, but they're very much concerned about the body, and that is their really primary focus. Um, is to make sure that people are seeking the Lord and glorifying Him. So even though they crunch the numbers and they make sure the doors are fixed and things are happening, um, really their primary focus is making sure that the body um, is being shepherded and growing and flourishing. So that blesses me. And then um, finally, I'm thankful for you all. Um, In many ways, you make um, justice in my job um, easy. In many ways, not all the time, (laughs) but in many ways, um, you guys, uh, and you all seek the Lord. You are my brothers and sisters. Um, I feel like we are in this doing life together, and I'm blessed to be a part of the, a body that uh, loves Jesus and puts him first and is willing to hear um, the tough words and to receive them and wants to continue to grow in grace. So thank you mu- so much, and I love you all, and, and I'm just going to turn it over to you all, and you can start the music. Amen.